Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome into our number two of our outdoor show. Glad to have you joining us. We welcome your text messages. We're looking for crawfishermen who are DIY. Do it yourself because you may have to with the prices we're going to be looking at uh, as far as what the Department of Agriculture is forecasting possibly 12 to 15 dollars a pound Whew, hard to believe all right we also got some fishing reports coming up from men with names like uh, stancil lambert uh, bayard and gallo we'll find out what uh, how they're dealing with this cold weather particularly brendan bayard because that minimalist challenge everybody's been waiting for that kayak tournament for so long and looks like it could be under some brutal conditions next weekend He'll talk about how to deal with that. Uh, We've also got a bad boy story for you, as we do every week. Six South Carolina men busted in Venice will tell you their crime and potential time. I do have a second half of the report from Blaine Salter, our freshwater field reporter. Uh, He's telling us about Lake Verrett. They had a great tournament there a couple weekends ago. And Grand Bayou, he says, the Pierre part side in and around Crackerhead still producing good fish. Fish the muddy water, use dark presentations where and prettier water fish are tight under trees that are still alive and overhanging the canals. i tell you, the first time I ever fished crackerhead, I looked at that water and I told the guy, I, was, I said, we're not going to catch a fish in this muddy water. I was wrong. Don't be deceived by the color of the water in that area. The fish can be in there. All right, he says the males are staging tight under those trees. Uh, they're up and in a more predictable winter pre-spawn pattern. You might have to fish through a lot of small ones, but they're there when you find the spot, and a limit is possible when you do. All right, that's Blaine Salter checking in and giving us that report. Uh, He'll be live uh, on the air with us next week and give you a firsthand report, as he'll be doing throughout the coming year. And we thank him for doing that. His dad, now if you were tuned in last week, we pulled up a a, a voice actuality, a report that his dad, J.B. Salter, did uh, with me on this show in 1989, nearly 35 years ago, and uh, his words still ring true today. Man was a fishing machine, and his son Blaine is uh, following in his footsteps. All right, uh, also coming up, we're going to uh, get to talk with uh, our friend Mike Gallo and find out what he had going on in Bora Bora. Uh, hopefully he's back and he's ready to report, and he's coming back into a very cold situation. We were supposed to 
fish next week, and we decided to uh, move that trip, uh, basically not because we didn't have a chance of catching fish, but because of the nature of what we're going to be filming, and I, I can't divulge that right now, but I'll tell you that later. Also want to remind you, uh, I spoke to Madison Shahan, the new Secretary of Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, she's very anxious to hear from you listeners and uh, tell us her plan, her vision of uh, how to revamp the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. She's coming in under some tough circumstances. Or her two predecessors uh, basically left in disgrace, and uh, she's 26 years old. She's from South Dakota, but uh, I'm told she's she hunts, fishes, and Knows more than she should about Louisiana outdoors, so we'll find that out. I'm hoping to get her on the air when I fill in on our flagship station, which is WWL AM and FM. Uh, Next week, I will be on from Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and we're going to schedule it for one of those times. We do not have the details yet on the date and time, so be on the lookout for it on Facebook and We'll make some postings on it because this show won't be on the air before then. But also plan to get her to come back on on a Saturday morning with us if uh, that's the only way you can listen to us. All right, we come back after this. We're going to kick it off. Mike Gallo joins us fresh back from Bora Bora. He'll join us here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And our Born on the Bayou report with Mike Gallo is a presentation of Seatona. You know, every week I tell you about their you know, 24-7 expert service. They're ready to bring you fuel. They'll jumpstart you if you've got an electrical problem. If they can't get your boat running, they'll tow you. Dock to dock or tow you to the repair shop, wherever you need to go. But this week, I'm going to tell you what they're selling, life-saving service. You get caught out in this kind of stuff that we're going to have next week, uh, it doesn't become uh, an inconvenience. It becomes sometimes a case between life and death, and they have actually saved lives. And if you want that peace of mind knowing someone is there, ready to come to the rescue in any conditions, for $199 a year, and then it's renewable thereafter, call Captain Chris, 504 
301-4545 or simply go to CETO.com and they'll get you signed up. All right, fresh back. I don't know if they tow you in from Bora Bora. Mike, does CETO go as far as Bora Bora? I'm sure they would love to go to Bora Bora. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about your little vacation uh, you went. Uh, Cullen Steele, you would t- he, he looked up where Bora Bora was and immediately got scared. He turned pale white. Tell us about the place. Well, um, this was a, a birthday gift for my wife. You know, she turned 25, and she's excited about a nice vacation for a, uh, a landmark birthday. So uh, that was her idea to go out that way. And, of course, I just kind of tagged along. I tell you, you know, you, you guide for as many years as I have, you get used to looking at the weather forecast. And whenever you pull up the, the Shell Beach buoy on my phone, it tells me how far away I am from the buoy. And I was in Bora Bora, and that's just under 5,200 miles away from the buoy at Shell Beach. So it's a good ways away. Nice tropical weather and beautiful scenery. I think at nighttime it got down to the high 70s, and the the hottest point of the day was in the low to mid 80s, and a little bit less, um, a little bit less humidity than we normally have around here. So a beautiful, relaxing setting, and that's exactly what we did. Lots of relaxing. Yep, good, great to get away from it. When you want to get away, that's a, that's that's about the ultimate on getting away. Speaking of birthdays, guess whose birthday's tomorrow? I bet you know. Oh, I do know. Our good friend is going to be ninety nine. Um, ninety nine. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to try to get a cake and go visit him. It's going to be one of my calls later today. See how he's doing and if he can squeeze in a little visit. Um, Jacqueline and I would both love to go pay him a visit and sing him happy birthday in person. We're talking about Dutch Prager, the one and only, uh, one of the most enjoyable people to spend a day on the water with. And, Mike, you've done it an awful lot. He's, he's a great guy. He's a great companion. And, uh, you know, he's going for the 100 mark. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to continue fishing for quite a while. He's a, he's a very faithful listener to this radio program, too. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he's listening and I get a call right when I hang up with you. <laughs> and that'll <laughs> be ask welcomed you. also. He said, when, when you got an opening, when it warms up, I'm coming fishing. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm ready to take him. Well, speaking of this cold weather, um, you know, you might want to run down if people are going to get out. We're talking about temperatures probably 55 to 58 right now and sinking lower than that with that Arctic blast coming in. So if people are going to fish, what can you tell them? What can you, how can you advise them? Well, obviously, some of the fish that the cold doesn't affect as bad will be, you know, a better target for you to target when it gets cold. Redfish and sheephead, uh, flounder don't seem to be as affected by the cold as much. The freshwater catfish have seemingly still been plentiful in the local area. And that would be my advice. I would get some fresh market shrimp or live bait if your local marina has live bait. I know Wrigley's Marina does have live bait. Um, they don't wiggle too much when it gets very cold, but they're still live bait, and the fish will still eat them. That would be my approach. I'd fish the live bait on a drop shot in the deeper holes, and that would I wouldn't leave early. I might leave the dock at 10 o'clock 
start fishing at 10:30 or so and my target if I were going to try to target trout would maybe be in that 1 to 3 p.m. time range in the uh you know the latter part of the day which is going to be the warmest part of the day and um you know like you talked about earlier today and most of your field reporters have stated if you want to catch those trout it's going to be a real slow methodical presentation of your lure or your shrimp the bite's going to be really soft and they really won't fight a whole lot in this cold of course that doesn't it's a thrill to catch them any way you can catch them so uh that would be my advice downsize all your equipment smaller lighter lines smaller hooks and um you know be patient fish very methodically i try to make my cast you know six inches apart and I'll put two anchors out so the boat doesn't move at all. And then I'll fan cast and really try to cover an area because they could be in a very small, you know, people say they're stacked up. They could be really in a small location, you know, the size of, say, the hood of your vehicle. So that's only a six-by-six six area. You think about how much water's out there, how much bottom's out there, and 30 fish are all in a small spot the size of the hood of your vehicle, pretty small. That's why you'll want the boat not to move at all. Try to get a landmark in the background so that if you do find them, you can cast right back to it every time. Mike, hopefully we'll be able to get some reports next week because there's not going to be a lot of fishermen out there to, to give us reports on what they're finding and where they're finding them. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll get a few reports. Let me ask you this. Bass, uh, for the past couple of years, bass has become a very important bycatch on your trips, particularly when you were red fishing around some of the brackish marshes. But this year, I guess because low river and low rivers and a drought, uh, didn't seem like you've been reporting on catching as many bass as you normally do. Yeah, you know, it's low river, higher salinity, and bass seem to can toler- tolerate salinities up into about four parts per thousand. So I would imagine when the salt in our area, the salinity, when it got a little higher, those bass migrated, I would assume, further north, mm-hmm. you know, up the river or further back into those marshy areas. We've caught a few on occasion. I remember telling you several years back that I had maybe caught 30, 30 bass in my first 15 years of guiding. And now I could target bass and go catch 30 in a day. Well, we're sort of back to that lean when it comes to the bass. I know there's some around the Pearl River area. Some of that marsh deep around Chef Pass seems to have some. But they do, they don't tolerate the salt water near as well. Gotcha. Mike, uh, people can find you on my website. You're at aaofla.com. Give them that telephone number if they're interested in looking ahead and uh, doing some wintertime fishing with you. We'll be happy to take them if we can, if the weather allows us. And that number is 985-781-7811. All right. Any plans to go back to Bora Bora? Maybe for Jacqueline's 30th birthday, maybe? (laughs) She said she really enjoyed it and was looking forward to going back. Um I guess I'll have to go. You know, I'm the security department. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, uh, All right, Mike. Thanks for the report, as always. And, uh, again, happy birthday to our buddy, Dutch Prager. Happy birthday, Dutch. We'll talk to you soon. 
righty. When we come back after this, uh, Paddler's Report, a very important report from Brendan Bayard because the minimalist challenge is scheduled one week from today. The conditions do not look very favorable. They may be making some changes, and uh, we'll also get some advice if you're fishing it from a guy who knows, Brendan Bayard, on our Paddler's Report next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And our Paddler's Report is a presentation of Massey's three locations there in Mid-City, New Orleans, Baton Rouge. Also in Covington, you're going to find the best kayak fishing models. Brands like Hobie, Native Watercraft, and just tons and tons of accessories for the paddler. Don't forget they have those demo days. You can find out when and where at Massey, M-A-S-S-E-Y, Outfitters.com. You can also check them out on Facebook, and they may still have some of those demo models reduced at, at sale prices. So check it out. That's Massey'sOutfitters.com. And joining us now is uh, one of our field reporters, Brendan Bayard. And, Brendan, you describe it perfectly. We are in the dregs of winter. What does that mean for a kayaker? Well, usually it uh, it can be a blessing of sorts uh, once you uh, take into consideration that you're going to be, you know, numb hands and, you know, have to bundle up with several layers but usually you can find the fish stacked up in great numbers and can catch a, a good limit if you can find them. Uh, sometimes it gets so cold that it gets unsafe. Uh, we have that Arctic blast coming through, and we have Minimalist Challenge slated for next Saturday, right when it's getting super, super cold and windy down there. So uh, the officers of the club are going to have to make a decision, and I think they're going to make that final decision on Wednesday. They have a couple of good options. One would be, obviously, to just move the date to another date. The second option would be to allow uh, roadside fishing slash, uh, you know, moving uh, your kayak from from the uh, uh, launch that we have right there, the shotgun start that we have in Leeville, uh, basically to allow you to go into a bigger area and launch like really close to the road uh, you know you're not paddling as far up distances in Bayou Lafouche which is pretty much a a, uh, a swift body of water you know like it's got a lot of current uh, that's probably not the best thing to do uh, in those conditions so looking at some options I think roadside fishing would be good if it's if it's safe enough to get people down there you don't want to obviously be driving down there if it's you know in the 20s and and there's ice over those elevated bridges where you can't really drive safely so uh, we're, we're waiting to see what happens 
Yep, and you can check the BCKFC website uh, Wednesday. You say they'll be making a, a decision on it. Minimalist Challenge is a lot of fun. It's very popular because you're only limited to the minimal. What they give you is all you can use to catch the fish, and it's a very popular event. Uh, Brendan, if you would, tell us about dressing for success when you're kayaking. You know, the problem is it's, it's brutally cold, so you want to look like a Pillsbury Doughboy and dress in layers, but then you're going to be exerting either pedaling or paddling, so that kind of warms you up. And, of course, you know, to have all that bulk on you in a kayak is not good. How do you dress when on for days like that when you got to go? Uh, I start with uh, when I'm going out on a day that's like the, the weekend coming up, I'll, I'll put on a base layer of kind of long johns or, or something like that that's kind of your, your your super base layer on the bottom. Then, you know, your fishing pants or your jeans or, or whatever you wear on the bottom. And then I will, you know, sometimes I'll even put on sweatpants instead of jeans. And then I'll layer with a bib on, you know, I have these AFCO bib things that are like, you know, something that you would wear as a commercial fisherman or something like that. They're kind of waterproof and everything, and they cover my whole bottom up to the almost my neck and then i have a rain jacket and i'll have uh uh, you know some some fleeces and stuff underneath that when i first start paddling and if if i'm paddling for like you know maybe a a couple of miles i might have to shed some of those top layers off take my beanie off but when i get positioned where i'm sitting still and i'm in one of those dead-end canals after i paddle I'm going to be putting that stuff back on because as you sit, you just start getting that chill and that cold again. And even your hands can get really cold. And I've gotten to the point where I've fished in some of these cold weather. And, you know, you take a trout out of the water, you get your hand wet. Uh, your, your hand's almost so numb that when you cast the rod, you're, you're in fear that you're going to almost throw that rod in the water. So I'll bring a hand warmer. I'll put that inside my bib. Um, main pocket right there and I'll every once in a while I'll just stop and just kind of warm up my hand if I'm fishing into that you know 30 degree high 20s kind of weather um, just to make sure that you know I, I keep some circulation going in my fingers I mean it's it's a crazy thing to do but sometimes the reward justifies fishing in those conditions I've had some of my best days in it uh, you know, I've had some of my worst days, and it just really depends. You never know what you're going to get. That's why it's fishing. You show up to these these deep holes, these dead ends, these borrow pits. Sometimes the fish are just stacked up, you know, they're like you're, you're shooting fish in a barrel, and sometimes it's it's a struggle. But I've been having a lot of success lately fishing uh, double rig net heads with uh, some, like, really small uh, floating worms on them. And, uh, you know, I've been fishing those really slow on the bottom, and I think uh, you know, I like that floating worm a little bit better when they're on the deep. It kind of sits up a little straight, and you just a, the tiniest little wiggle helps them pick it up. And uh, I've been doing that for the last three weeks with moderate success. It's not as good as it has been in years past. We haven't been catching as big of trout, uh, but still, you know, definitely catching enough for a, a couple of dinners worth. That's interesting uh, rig up you got there. Uh, one other thing before you go, Brendan. You know everybody in this uh, in this tournament is a, is a competitor, but given the conditions, good idea to buddy up. Maybe so you're not out there alone. You know you tip over in this kind of stuff. It could be life threatening. Uh, would you suggest maybe pairing up with someone, even though he may be getting your spot? Oh, definitely. I, I think the the kind of spots we will be fishing anyway will be community holes. You know, places like the pumping station, the borrow pits along Old LA-1, um, I think 
you know, it's not a secret, really. I don't think it's going to be any less, uh, you know, convenient fishing with a buddy. I think you're going to be fishing with your friends on a day like that. Uh, so, yeah, definitely a great suggestion. I think everybody should have a buddy that they, you know, stay accountable for and, you know, make sure that, you know, everybody's okay throughout a day like that for sure. All right, very good. We'll be looking for uh, the outcome. And, again, as you mentioned, they'll be making some decisions by Wednesday, so people are certainly worth checking in on the bckfc.org website. Brendan, thanks, as always, for the report. Good luck on the tournament, and we'll talk to you when it's over. All right, thanks, Don. Take care. All right, Brendan Bayard. Uh, next week we'll be talking to Captain Eric. We come back after this. I got some uh, text messages from our listeners to share with you and also the story of six South Carolina men, uh, let's just say they weren't playing according to the rules. We'll be back to talk about our bad boys of the outdoors after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, getting back to our text board, uh, I've got an old friend, news chick Deb. She says that uh, over there in southwest Florida, it's a bit rainy and very windy, so she's going hunting. Groceries, that is. Also got a report of killer onion rings. Where? From uh, the Starfish Restaurant in Grand Isle. That's from Big E in Thibodeau. And we've got our buddy uh, checking in. This one is uh, getting in the deer stand and listening in with the Walker earbuds in St. James, Louisiana, off Burton Road. A lot of people say you shouldn't be listening uh, to radio while you're in a deer stand. Let me tell you, one of the best deer I've ever shot was when I was hearing my buddy Hokey Gajan make the call about Akeem drops the ball. He and Jim Henderson, as exactly as they were saying that, is when that deer stepped up and I dropped it. It was a, a seven point, but it was a good one. So listening to the radio while you're hunting or fishing is not a bad thing. All right, we got John Terrebone, Convent Hunting Club. They're having a good rabbit season so far. Their beagles are uh, top notch. They are going to be... Uh, they're a well-oiled machine, and they've been hunting with each other for decades. they got a hell of a pack of hounds along the way, and they should have the tailgate loaded by lunchtime. Yeah, this cold weather, one thing it's good for, you can hunt in any cold rabbit hunting. Those beagles can run all day. All right, and we've also got a question uh, from Lafitte LT. How often does a more experienced kayaker hit the water? Naturally, a novice will tip over more. Just curious. I don't know if there's any stats on that, but in this kind of weather that's coming, sometimes uh, one tip is all you'll get. All right, right after this quick 10-second pause, we're going to be right back to give you our bad boy of the outdoor feature after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fishery Enforcement Agents Lieutenant Adam Young, Senior Agent Heather Fitzgerald, and Agent Austin Wiles participated in a case resulting in the sighting of six South Carolina men for alleged migratory game bird violations in Plaquemines Parish. A week before Christmas, the agents contacted the group returning from Tiger Pass near Venice found them possessing over-the-limit of ducks, failing to comply with tagging requirements, and transporting fully-dressed migratory game birds. Three of the six also cited for not bothering to purchase non-resident hunting licenses or duck stamps. And one of those three was also cited for not possessing a federal duck stamp. The 51 birds, of which some were illegally fully-dressed, were seized and donated to a local charity. If convicted in federal court facing fines 
of $2,950 and 120 days in jail are 24-year-old Michael C. Bruce and 27-year-old Hunter Seegers, both of Sumter, 22-year-old Michael Hobbs of Florence, South Carolina, 21-year-old Joshua Collins of Lexington, South Carolina, 21-year-old Peyton Godwin of Darlington, South Carolina, and 20-year-old Jackson Louder of Bishopville, South Carolina, our bad boys of the outdoors. I guess we could call them our bad crew. You know, if I was to judge, uh, one of the sentences I would impose would be to make them, when they're in Louisiana, wear a sign that's reading, I'm from South Carolina, and I'm a Don's bad boy of the outdoors. Yeah, wouldn't that be tough? All right, we come back after this. Ryan Lambert joins us. He duck hunts right down there, pretty close to where that happened. He'll give us the report on that and how the fishing is down uh, near Highway 23, near the mouth of the river. As we come back on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we find the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures, not in Plaquemines Parish duck blind this morning. He is at Nole Hase, where he gets to use his second language more frequently. It's a, a wonderful place. And, uh, Ryan, are you duck hunting down there this morning? And how is this Arctic blast uh, of impacting the birds down in Mexico? Well, there's tons of birds. Uh, I'm duck hunting right now. I guess it's waiting on daylight, but uh, it's been great. I mean, it's been absolutely incredible. Tons of birds down here. But uh, it's, it's, the blast is coming tomorrow here, so uh, it's going to be 33, which is, you know, Monday morning, which is pretty bad cold for here. I would imagine this Arctic blast is going to drive all of those teal that have been around uh, coastal Louisiana on further south when it hits. I imagine they're going to stack up down yeah. there by you. Yeah, we're going to have we got a ton of birds right now. I mean, the boys said yesterday the, the whole these were just solid birds. So, you know, we had the west wind. Anytime you get that wind, they come from offshore and we just like birds like crazy. But we got a negative nine tide and a west wind, so there won't be any water this morning. They're going to fish this morning and hunt this evening. You know, when we hunted uh, last week, I was surprised to not see more divers, but I think this was the kind of weather that's going to increase the number of scarp and redheads and canvasbacks down there. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're just sitting offshore, but when they come, oh, gosh, when you get those windy days when the when wind first starts, and you have redheads and canvasbacks and, and you know, scalp and ringnecks, everything coming through the deep boys and pintails poured in. Oh, my, it's so pretty. You know, it's, it's not, as you know, it's not all about killing, but it's just, it's just being there and watching it. I mean, they, they, all the flight patterns, it's just beautiful. And this has been great, but that's about to come to an end as far as the river. It's coming up. It's going to go to right almost eight foot uh, by the end of the week. Yeah, and those water temperatures are going to drop. The bottom's going to drop out in the marshes, too. Um, you know, duck season, we've got to what, in your zone next Sunday? Is that when it wraps up? Or you... Yeah, next, next Sunday will wrap it up, and, and I'll get a light back. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be back in, in time to enjoy these low, low temperatures we're going to have next week? Yeah, I'm going to come back. I'll, I'll hunt the last five days. Uh, I'm I'll be back down there the night of the 16th, and I'll, I'll hunt the last five days of the season. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I'll fish or not. I just depends on what, what customers I have. But it's uh, it's been the best fall I can remember in a long, long time, buddy. Plenty of ducks, the, plenty of fish. How'd the puppy do when you brought her out with Kenley? 
she did get caught up in all the fucking weirdness. She did, she did really well, but we didn't kill bucks that day. It was really bad. But I, I had to take a female picture, but she was sitting there. She was really ducky. She watched <laughs> all the birds. And she, she she had an eye on, on these two female pintails coming in. So I just took one of them just to, to let it work. You know, she worked it out there. Really good. Oh, they, they got droves and droves of redheads coming by. Golly. Well, I saw I some uh, <laughs> I saw some chatter about the possibility of them looking into increase the limit on pintails. But it literally takes an act of Congress. So we may be looking at a, a year or two, maybe even longer before that could happen. But... Uh, judging from what I've seen down at your place and what you've seen all season, it's certainly justified. Yeah, well, well there's, there's a discrepancy in the number of male versus females. You know, the females will sit there in the nest, and, and the harvesters combine and run right over them. So, you know, they, they'll sit there and take one for the team, but it's really hurting their numbers. So we're going to have to try to get the males down a little bit. So they're probably, you know, if they go to like three and – they say you got to be males. If you shoot a female, you're done. Something like that. There's a way that people don't shoot a bunch of them, but try to get the males out of there so we can reduce the number of males for carrying, you know. How long does the season continue at Nolejase in Mexico if somebody wants to book a trip down there? It's going to March 1st this year, and there is one opening on the 21st through 24th that I'm trying to put together for March, you know, so somebody wants to come down and I, mean, I can't even tell you how many birds I could, I could tell you, but I won't do it. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, the limit is twenty birds. I mean, really. Wow. So. And I'm you can hunt them till March, March first. Correct. Wow. So it's it's good. And the pintails yesterday morning were really incredible. Pintails and widgeons, about a thousands. Yeah. It was a really beautiful day, yes. Well, try to try to uh, enjoy it if you can. I know it's tough, but try to enjoy that, and uh, we'll welcome you back when you get back here to Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back uh, next week. If uh, I'll give you a call if it's if it's looking real good, I'll give you a call so you can try to slip by. Oh yeah, day. I want to. I want. I got my new choke, my Roy Roberts choke. Oh, did I got it? It fits uh-huh. the gun, and I want to try it out. So yeah, if you got a spot, let me know. Okay, well I'll give you a call. I'll try to get you down before the season ends. Okay. Sounds good. All right, my friend, enjoy it, and uh, we'll catch up with you when you get back. All right, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right, that's uh, our plastic man uh, shooting steel out of his gun. All right, we come back after this. We head over to the opposite side of the state. Ryan normally is in Pacman's Parish, way over there to the east. We go west, young man, to catch up with Captain Kirk Stancil, find out what's been happening over at Hackberry Rod and Gun. He's next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. And from a duck blind in uh, Mexico, known as Nolajase, we take you out west to Hackberry Rod and Gun for Captain Kirk. No, not that Captain Kirk. Our Captain Kirk Stansel, and I believe he is also in a duck blind. Captain Kirk, which I blind am. are you in today? Where are you hunting? I'm I'm in Hackberry in the marsh here, and uh, we 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 have not fired our gun we've had about three opportunities and they came at a bad angles or whatnot didn't see them in time in this early light but uh there's a few ducks flying around and yeah. uh we're hoping for the best we, we're sitting here with zero wind which it would help if we get a little wind you know yesterday it blew 40 plus here and this morning it's dead calm 
Well, there's an Arctic blast coming, so I don't know when we're going to see the results of that as far as driving birds in. Sometimes, you know, these things drive them out, too. How's your hunting been? Exactly. You know, I've noticed that's been more of a trend over the last 15 years where it drives the birds you have out more than it brings new birds in. Now, the first day of the front, yeah, you'll get some new birds, but after that, it just it gets tougher for whatever reason. You know, I, I can remember, you know, 25, 30 years ago, you just couldn't wait for this kind of weather to come. So it was going to bring the birds. But uh, not so anymore. Well, this trip you got this morning, is this a, a blast and cast or just a blast? It, it's a blast, and we're going to see if we're going to cast because uh, we may lose our water. we we got a wonder low water advisory this morning. So uh, the tides are super, super low with that big wind we had yesterday. Yeah, that wind combined with the natural tide range, which is you know, right. pushing to- two feet. Yeah, it could leave some, some mud flats out there. Uh, Kirk, I just wanted to let you know, you know, uh, the, the, the Tigers in the Wild, our premier feature that we've recorded down there with you and uh, pitcher right. Cade Woods and catcher Alex Malazzo, is scheduled to air on February 1st. That'll be the premiere of uh, Tigers in the Wild, and we get to see how well those boys shot when you took them out. <laughs> well, I, I know they uh, they did a good job, and, and what uh, what a pleasure to have those boys. You know, it was uh, their class act. They really are. They they represent their their university well. Yes, they do. And uh, we got a couple more folks. We're going to be taking out on our airboat hog hunt coming up at the end of the month. So uh, oh, we got be fun. Yeah, for them, I hope for them, they're gonna they're gonna get out there and do that. Uh, anyway, yeah. well, give us a quick fishing report if somebody's going down there fishing and dealing with the tides uh, and possibly man, some muddy water. Uh, yeah, today we're gonna just see what it, what what it brings. Uh, it's cold. Tides are low. It's going to be a. I think it's going to be a tough bite. If you can get out, you might be able to get over uh, around one of the outlets, the weirs or something, and be some redfish in there. But uh, that'd probably be the name of the game if we can get out. Yep. Well, hopefully we won't uh, experience any fish kills. Lord knows our populations are low enough to where we don't need any of that. Right. I, I don't think it's going to get that cold. Yeah, and it's going to be more of a gradual thing, which helps the fish custom and, and, and get away instead of those real quick fall-off-the-cliff temperatures. That, that tends to strand them and get them. Right. Well, we, we're going to let you guys get back to hunting. Who you got? Well, you got some crack shots in the blind with you today? Oh, uh, I got some guys. Uh, I got Steve and Pete in, in here with me. Uh, Steve from over in your area. He's from Mandeville, I believe. Yeah. And oh, Pete, where do you live? And Pete's from Pittsburgh. Okay, a Pittsburgh guy. All right. Well, they get to experience uh, the marshes in Louisiana. That's certainly a, a change of pace for him, no doubt about that. Yes, sir. Well, Kirk, keep doing your good job over that hack bear. If somebody wants to get you guys, uh, they got a camera that you put on the, the, the catch on the dock. They can see that. Tell them how to get a hold of you if they're interested in the trip. Yeah, oh, give, hey, go to our website, look at that camera. It's Hackberry Rod and Gun. You spell out and.com. And then our number is 888-762-3391. Never had a bad trip there and uh, also never had a bad meal. You guys do pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you, Doc. <laughs> All right, Kirk, have fun. We'll catch up with you next time. Okay, see you later. There he goes, Captain Kirk Stansel. Hackberry Rod and Gun. Yeah, they use the rod and they use the gun. All right, let's see. We'll get back to a few texts here before we close it out. Uh, here's the morning answer, morning, Don. Answer to the question when kayaks hit the water is not if but when. No matter how careful you are, things happen in the water. If you're not prepared, experienced, and in good health, wait until it warms up. That's some uh, good sage advice from our friend, 
the Lafayette Yacker. And here's an interesting point. Uh, roadside fishing this time of year is fun, but do you think we need to restrict areas that fish are using to survive like they do in Texas when the weather causes events like the Jubilee? Well, the limits are in place for a reason to obey them, but, uh, you know, maybe maybe we should take a look at that, given the, the present status of our redfish and speckled trout. All right, that's about going to wrap us up. Uh, you're hearing our friend uh, Reed Alleman sing us our closing song. Don't forget, check us out on uh, our flagship station this week. Hopefully I'll have Madison Shahan, new wildlife and fishery secretary, on with us, and hopefully you'll be there too for the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.